Let's pray together. Father, I ask you again that you would come and help us to listen and to speak in the truth. I ask that you would make our minds clear. And you make our hearts warm with the truth. I pray that you would guard my mouth so that I speak only what is faithful to your word. I ask this in Jesus' name. I said last night that the gospel-shaped mind serves the gospel-shaped heart. Right thinking about God exists for the sake of right feelings for God. The task of the mind is to provide fuel for the furnace of the heart. And the task of the heart is to burn with white hot affection for God. And I tried to show how the gospel makes it possible for people who are depraved and guilty to have everlasting happiness in God. The best news in all the world is that God has taken away in Jesus his wrath against us. He has taken away our depravity. He's granted us a new heart that is able to see and savor him. So the meaning of the gospel-shaped heart is that it's a heart that cherishes and treasures Jesus above everything. And so the gospel-shaped heart magnifies the beauty and worth of Christ by being satisfied in Him above all things. Or another way to say it, God is most glorified in the gospel-shaped heart because the gospel-shaped heart is most satisfied in Him. Tonight, we focus on the gospel-shaped mind. In order for the gospel-shaped heart to treasure the glories of Christ above all things, the gospel-shaped mind has to see those glories for what they are. We can't love with the heart 
what we don't know with the mind. Therefore, the work of the mind to rightly know God is absolutely essential. So I have said that the task of the mind is to provide fuel for the furnace of the heart. In other words, the mind serves the heart. And the task of the heart, then, is to burn with white-hot joy in God. But it's not quite that simple. The human mind has its own kind of depravity and corruption. It's not as though we have a healthy mind and a sick heart. So it's not as though the service goes all in one direction from mind to heart. Both the mind and the heart have to be redeemed by the gospel. That's why I'm talking about a gospel-shaped mind as well as a gospel-shaped heart. So there's a paradox here on how the mind and the heart influence each other. On the one hand, I'm arguing that the gospel-shaped mind serves the heart by providing truth. On the other hand, I'm going to argue that the gospel-shaped heart serves the mind by freeing it to see the truth for what it is. Because the blindness of our mind originates in the hardness of our heart. Which means that the heart has to be changed in order for the mind to see truth for what it really is. Let me give you a, a few passages of scripture to try to clarify this. Let's go to the Gospel of John, chapter 3. Verses 19 and 20. This is the judgment that light has come into the world and people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his works should be exposed. In other words, our deepest problem does not reside in the fact that the mind has no light. 
所以意思就是说，我们真正的问题不是因为我们的思维好像没有光，这不是问题。The deepest problem is that we hate the light. 问题是我们本人上我们是讨厌光的。And we love the darkness. 我们的本性是爱黑暗。The mind is blinded by a light-hating, darkness-loving heart. 所以，因为我们的内心是厌恶光、爱黑暗，所以蒙蔽了我们的思维。So our deepest problem is not ignorance. 所以我们的问题不是无知。Our deepest problem is that we hate knowledge, we hate the light, we hate the truth. 我们的问题是我们厌恶光，我们厌恶真理。The problem is not that we are In the dark, but that we love being in the dark. Our problem is not that we live in the dark, but that we love being in the dark. Which means that the heart has to be set free from its love of darkness for the mind to work properly. It means that our inner being has to be set free from its love of darkness for the mind to work properly. Let me give you one other passage of scripture in this regard. We are now going to look at another passage. Ephesians chapter four, verse eighteen. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God, because of the ignorance that is in them, due to the hardness of their heart. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God, because of the ignorance that is in them. So notice what the deepest problem is in us in this text. 注意这段经文讲到人最大的问题是什么 ？It's not the ignorance of the mind. That's not the deepest problem. 无知不是最大的问题。The the the blindness and ignorance of the mind is owing to. It's due to the hardness of the heart. 注意看这段经文表达我们的思维上被蒙蔽了，无知是因为我们心理刚硬。So don't miss the logical connection between those two. 所以不要错过这经文表达的逻辑。Verse eighteen says the ignorance that is in them due to or on account of the hardness of their heart. 这里经文的表达说我们会有无知，那是因为我们的心理刚硬，所以无知。The reason people are ignorant of spiritual light is not a mental problem. 所以我们今天会对属灵的光无知，不是因为我们的思维问题而已。It is first a heart problem. 首要问题是我们的心的问题。We love darkness. We love Evil, and therefore we can't see truth. We because we love darkness, we love evil. Is our deepest problem. And the meaning of hardness is that we hate the light. And we love the darkness. And that's what has to be overcome for the mind to do its work properly. So our inner being must be overcome. 
As long as the heart hates the light and loves the darkness, the mind will inevitably twist reality to make it fit what the heart wants. 所以，只要我们的内心是讨厌光、喜欢黑暗，我们的思维就会扭曲现实来符合我们的内心。Now, the remedy for both mind and heart is the gospel. 可是，这个内心跟思维的解脱呢，就是福音。And it comes to us in two ways. 啊，这个福音用两个方式来到我们身上。The gospel is spoken, and it comes to us as an intelligible message. 道是由听跟说所表达出来的，意思就是说是个可理解的真理。And it comes to us as a miraculous, transforming power. 福音同时也是神迹性的转化的大能的彰显。And in my understanding, this understandable message and this transforming power happen simultaneously. 而且福音这两者是同时发生的，可理解的真理跟转化的大能。In other words, God is remedying the problem of the heart and the problem of the mind at the same moment in the new birth. 所以神在我们重生的时候是同时解决了我们内心的问题跟思维的问题。So let me show you where I get this from the Bible. 我来给你们看经文哪里是这样教的。First Peter chapter one, verses twenty-three to twenty-five. I'm going to read just part of twenty, twenty-two and three, and then twenty-five. You have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding Word of God. I'm dropping down to verse twenty-five. And this word is the good news, the gospel that was preached to you. 你们蒙了重生，不是由于人坏的种子，乃是由于不能坏的种子，是借着神活泼长存的道。唯有主的道是永存的。所传给你们的福音就是这道。So the gospel is coming. The word is called. The word is coming to us in two ways. 所以看我们这一讲说，道用两种方式临到我们身上。God is causing the new birth in two ways. 神是用两种方式来产生重生。The first way is described with imperishable seed. 第一个方式，这里称为不能坏的种子。And that's a representation of the Holy Spirit coming into us with the seed of God. 这也是表达圣灵把神的种子放在我们心里。He puts the very nature of God's character in us, in our heart. 神把他的属性放到我们的心里。So that's the transforming power that is coming by the Spirit as the gospel is preached. 这就是福福音传递在我们身上的时候，圣灵转变的大能临到我们身上。But he also says this happens through the Word of God. 可这里又强调，这样子呢也是借着神的道而产生。So the word comes to our mind, and we construe it to have its meaning. 意思就是说，我们用思维去聆听了神的道，我们去思考它的意义。And the power of the Spirit is coming to our hearts, giving us this seed that is imperishable. 在我们听到的时候，在同时，圣灵把神的种子放到我们心里。So the mind is grasping truth. And the heart is being opened to the beauty of the truth, 
And so they are simultaneously serving each other. The heart would not be transformed if the gospel were not intelligible to the mind. But the, the mind would not understand the gospel if the heart were not being transformed to love it. Both of these are miracles that have to happen. The mind is blind to the beauty of Christ. And the heart is hard against the value of Christ. But when the new birth happens, the darkness is removed from the mind, and the hardness is removed from the heart. And as far as I can see, they happen simultaneously. When the gospel is preached in the power of the Spirit, the mind is renewed and the heart is renewed. So you have this double power. When the gospel is spoken in the power of the Spirit, there's an intelligible word. And there's a spiritual power. And they don't happen apart from each other. People are not born again apart from the Word of God. And many people hear the Word and they're not born again. The two come together in great power when God is on the ministry. So when I say that the task of the gospel-shaped mind is to provide fuel for the furnace of the gospel-shaped heart, and when I say that the task of the gospel-shaped heart is to burn with affections for God, I don't mean that the influence goes only in one direction. It goes in both directions. We see truth with the mind. And we love truth with the heart. That's what happens in the new birth. And so through the gospel, a gospel-shaped mind comes into being. And a gospel-shaped heart comes into being. The heart is freed now from devaluing the beauty of God. And the mind is freed from distorting the truth of God. So here's my definition of the gospel-shaped mind. 
It's the mind that has been set free from bondage to deception and distortion. 就是说，这个思维终于从自我扭曲的捆绑中被释放了。So that it can see the glory of Christ for the beauty that it really is. 思维终于在释放中可以领受基督的荣美了。So now let me return to my original point. 所以回到我的原始点。The primary calling of the gospel-shaped mind is to provide the fuel of truth for the gospel-shaped heart. So, a gospel-shaped heart is to provide The goal is for the heart to have right affections for God, to love God. 而是我们的内心能够有正确的情感去回应神，就是深爱他。So what I want to do in the rest of this message is give you six passages of Scripture to illustrate how the mind serves the heart. 所以接下来这个信息呢，我用六段的经文来，希望给你们写明思维是怎么服侍内心。And I have in mind two things. 呃，我思考主要是两点。Your own mind serving your own heart. 第一，你的思维如何服侍你的内心。And all of you pastors' mind serving the hearts of your people. 而你们这些做牧长的思维如何服侍你们听众的内心。But the main point is this: we won't have right affections for God if we don't have minds that provide the fuel of truth for our hearts. 可是重点就是，当你的思维没有把正确的真理提供给内心为燃料的时候，你的内心就不可能对神有正确的情感。So six passages of scripture. Number one. 好，六段经文，第一段。Romans 10 verses 1 to 3. 罗马书第十章一到三节 Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them, namely my Jewish kinsmen, is that they might be saved. For I bear them witness they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For being ignorant of the righteousness of God. And seeking to establish their own, they do not submit to God's righteousness. 弟兄们，我心里所显的，向神所求的是要以色列人得救。我可以证明他们向神有热心，但不是按着真知识，因为不知道神的意，想要立自己的意，就不服神的意了。Notice five brief observations from this text. 从这里我们可以看到五点。Number one. 第一。They have zeal. Verse two. I bear them witness. They have a zeal. Paul says, "I can prove that they are passionate." So their hearts are passionate. They're not lukewarm. They're not apathetic. They are sincere and they are fervent. Observation number two. 好，第二点。Their zeal is a zeal for God. 他们是向神发热心。Verse two. I bear them witness. They have a zeal for God. 保罗说，我都可以证明他们是向神发热心。
Observation number three. This zeal for God is not based on a right use of the mind. It's not based on right knowledge. Verse 2. But, but not according to knowledge. So the furnace of their heart is burning. But the fuel that it's burning is not true. Observation number four. They are not saved. Verse one. My heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they might be saved. They're not. So do you see the conclusion? It is possible to have red hot zeal for God and be lost. Because it's all based on ignorance rather than truth. I can't imagine a text that lifts the priority of right preaching higher than that. There's lots of churches all over the world that stir up people's emotions and it doesn't base on truth. Second text to look at. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 7. Paul says to Timothy, Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. So three observations. Using the mind to think about what Paul writes does not replace God's supernatural giving of understanding. It says, think over what I say, and the Lord will give you understanding. So, faith in the supernatural giving of God does not replace thinking. That was the second observation. Here's the third one. Both the natural, the natural act of thinking and the supernatural act of God's giving understanding are essential. Both. So, seeing what is really there in the Bible and understanding it with our hearts is, requires both our thinking and God's giving. 
所以我们读圣经，用内心去领受他的真理的时候，同时的要求是我们的思考跟神要赐给我们他的聪明、他的知识。And so many churches choose between these instead of keeping them together. 今天很可惜，很多教会把这个一分为二，没有摆在一起。Lots of churches put a great premium on thinking, thinking, getting it right with their heads. 很多教会强调你要思考、思考、再思考，用单单用你的脑去思考。And other churches say, no, 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 it's all of the Holy Spirit. He gives supernaturally what we need to know. 有些教会说，哦，不要、不要、不要、不要思考，就永远求圣灵直接给你知识就好了，千万不要去思考。But what does the apostle say? 可是保罗说什么 ？He says, "Think over what I say." So that's the thinking half. 保罗说你要思想，就是用我们的脑去思考我所说的话。And the Lord will give you understanding. 那保罗又说，主必因此给你聪明。Your thinking is the means by which God Almighty gives understanding. 当你思考的时候，神用这个为渠道，把他的知识跟真理赐给你。Third text. 好，第三段经文。This is Luke chapter twelve, verses fifty-four to fifty-seven. 路加福音十二章五十四到五十七节。But before I read it, let me、uh, give you some preliminary remarks. 在我念之前，我先给你一些背景。I have heard people say that. Reasoning with syllogisms is a very Western way of thinking. 我常常听到有人跟我讲说，用三段论这样的论证法是西方人做的事情。In other words, it's not universal to think that way. 意思说，三段论不是普世的论证法。They say in some cultures,、uh, syllogistic reasoning would be valid, but in other cultures. It may be invalid. 有些人说，有些文化里面三段论可以，有些文化里面不可以这样用。Let me, let me remind you what a syllogism is. 我先解释一下何谓三段论。There are, there are two premises and a conclusion. 三段论是有个大前提、小前提，然后有个结论。For example, 给个例子。Premise number one: All men are mortal. 大前提，所有人都会死。Premise number two. Plato was a man. 小前提，柏拉图是个人。Conclusion. 结论。Therefore, Plato was mortal. 所以柏拉图会死。That's a syllogism, and it's valid. 这个就是有效的三段论辩论法。If your premises are true and valid, then your conclusion is going to be true and valid. 你的大前提、小前提都是真的话，那你的结论也必定是真的。Now I'm arguing that is universal to every human brain that has ever been created. 我会说人跟脑这个三段论是普世性的，大家都可以用。I wonder if you agree with that. 我不知道你们身为中国人同不同意。Here's my main reason. 啊，我的主要原因是 Jesus assumed. Reasoning with syllogisms and held people accountable for it. So now I'm going to read the text, and you listen for syllogistic reasoning. I'm going to read the text, and you listen for syllogistic reasoning. 
Luke chapter 12, verses 54 to 57. Jesus said to the crowds, When you see a cloud rising in the west, you say at once, A shower is coming. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, There will be scorching heat. And it happens. You hypocrites! You know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky. Why do you not know how to interpret the present time? And why do you not judge for yourselves? 假冒为善的人啊,你们知道分别天地的气色,怎么不知道分别这时候呢?你们又为何不自己衡量什么是合理的呢? So do you see how these folks are using syllogisms in their ordinary life? 你们看到这些人在他们日常生活当中就在用三段论? Now remember, these are not western people, these are Jews in Palestine 2,000 years ago. So here's the syllogism. Premise number one. When clouds arise in the west, it is going to rain. Premise number two. Clouds are arising in the west. Conclusion. It is going to rain. Jesus is not playing games here. You see what he's saying? He watched how they used their brains accurately to live their lives and protect their bodies. He saw how effective they were in their natural lives in the way they were using their brains. And then he said, hypocrites. Why? Because they weren't using the same mental powers to draw inferences from his reality. Which implies God considers syllogistic reasoning valid, useful, necessary in grasping reality. So refine the use of your logical powers and put it to use in the service of your heart. Text number four. Actually, it's a cluster of texts. Thirteen times in the letters of Paul, he asks the question, Do you not know? So when he says, Do you not know? He assumes they should know. And if they did know, it would change their behavior. Let me give you 
three or four examples. First Corinthians three sixteen. Do you not know you are God's temple? First Corinthians five six. Do you not know a little leaven leavens the whole lump? First Corinthians six three. Do you not know you are going to judge angels? First Corinthians six fifteen. Do you not know your bodies are members of Christ? So what's the problem with these people? They're not using their minds correctly. Paul's throwing up his hands. Don't you know what I've taught you? If you knew what I taught you, you wouldn't love what you love and do what you do. Which shows how essential right knowing is for right believing and right doing. So Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 20. Brothers, do not be children in your thinking. Be infants in evil, but in your thinking be mature. Text number five. Ephesians chapter four, verses eleven and twelve. Paul tells us that the risen Christ has given teachers to his church. So verse 11 goes like this. He gave, Christ gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. So just let it sink in that pastors or shepherds are all supposed to be teachers. What's the job of a teacher? A teacher in the church. The job of a teacher is to read the scriptures, understand it, and make it plain for other people. And teaching involves, therefore, the work of the mind. You open your Bible and you use your mind to make sense out of what's on the page. Then you think and you pray for the light of the Holy Spirit. And good teachers try to find ways to help other people see what they saw in the Bible. 
，那一个好老师应该有办法的帮助听众看到同样的真理。That's the main job of every pastor. 所有的牧师，这应该是一个主要的工作。Last text, number six. 好，第六段经文。Ephesians chapter three, verse four. 以弗所书三章四节。We need to pause and let it sink in that the way God has chosen to communicate to 2,000 years of church history is with a book. We need to pause And one of the implications of that is, in order to know God, you must either read the book or have somebody else read it to you. 意思就是你要正确的认识神的话，要不然就要自己读这本书，要不然就需要别人读给你听。And sometimes we take for granted how intellectual the act of reading is. 很多时候我们念圣经的时候，我们已经啊，好像很低看。我们其实要用思维去思考这个圣经。There are many levels of reading. 读书有很多不同的层次。From the most simple when you're seven years old. 也许有小孩子的略读法。To the most sophisticated when you're working on a PhD degree. And the more complicated the reading is, the more the mind must be engaged. So, you see, in which level of reading, your thinking is challenged. Now, let me read you an amazing verse from Ephesians chapter three, verse four. If you're in this room and you are able to read, you. You are spectacularly fortunate. 你会读书的话，你其实是个很有福的人。I mean, the ability to read is worth billions and billions of dollars. It's more important than all the money in the world. 我觉得一个人会读书比有几十亿更有价值。And I'll show you why in this verse. 这个经文就告诉你为什么我会这样讲。Here's what Paul says. 保罗说。By reading this, referring to his own letter, by reading this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ. Paul says, "You read my letter, you can understand my mystery." That just gives me chills. I read this part, I'm shocked. By reading this, you, a human being, can have insight into the inspired apostles' sight of Jesus Christ. Paul says, "Through My insight into the mystery of Christ. You read it, you can know the mystery. That phrase, "mystery of Christ," just a couple of verses later, is called the unsearchable riches of Christ. 
这里基督的奥秘，接下来两节就是就是这这个基督无限的这样的保障。Do you want to be rich? 你要成为有钱。Read, 念就有钱了。The the unsearchable riches of Christ lie open to those who, in the power of the Spirit, will use their minds to read God's inspired word. 意思就是说，你要得到基督丰富的保障。这样的有钱的话，借着圣灵的大人，你去念这个圣经，你就得到了基督的保障。And here's the effect of when the mind actually perceives the mystery of Christ. 所以这让我们看到说，你看我们的思维竟然可以领受基督的奥秘。Let me read it for you in Second Corinthians chapter three, verse eighteen. 我现在读哥林多后书三章十八节。Beholding, that means seeing in the word. Beholding the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to the next. 得以看见主的荣光，就变成主的形状。So put all that together. 所以把这些全部整合起来。He says, by reading, you perceive the mystery of Christ. And then he says, by perceiving or by seeing the mystery of Christ, you become like Christ. Paul said, when you see the glory of the Lord, it is the mystery of Christ. You become like Christ. I just can't imagine anything more wonderful to say about reading than that it makes us like Jesus. 我很难想象用什么其他方式再鼓励我们好好看圣经。圣经说，你好好看圣经就变成主的形状。And my point is, reading is a work of the mind. 当然，我们知道阅读是思维的工作。It doesn't just happen. 阅读不是自自自，好像很神秘的发生。To read well, you must think well. 你要读得好，你就要是边读边思考。If the mind goes into neutral while you're reading, you come away with nothing. 如果你只读不想，你根本什么都没读到。So here's my conclusion from all of this. 好，所以我的总结是这个。God has created the mind for thinking. 神创造了思维，帮助我们思考。And He has created the heart for feeling, for affections for God. 神创造内心，让我们对神有正确的情感回应。And he intends for the gospel-shaped mind to serve the gospel-shaped heart. So his design is for the mind serves the heart by constantly providing more and more kindling of truth for the furnace of the heart. So, because the ultimate aim of the universe and of the church is that the hearts of God's people would be aflame with zeal and love for Him. So, church and the universe is that people would be aflame with So my exhortation to you, as I close. So I'm now giving you this, uh, 劝勉的这个总结，然后给你们劝勉 Spare no effort with your mind to provide truth for your own heart. 
你们要为你们的内心提供真理的燃料，你们就要花你们的思维去思考真理。And pastors, spare no effort with your own mind to provide truth for your people. 牧师，你也要花精力在你的思维，这样子才能够把你思考的真理提供给你听众的内心。Because our aim is that our people would be so satisfied in God. 因为我们的目标是所有的人都能够单单的在神里面得到满足。That the power of the fleeting pleasures of sin would be broken. 所以罪给我们暂时的满足，我们可以帮助人去解脱。And that happens when Jesus Christ is more beautiful and more valuable than anything in the world. From 最终解脱，就像让人看到耶稣基督是世界上最荣美的、最有价值的。And that happens when we see Him with our minds as He really is. 呃，能够看到基督是最荣美、是最有价值的，就是我们正确的思维去认识他。Let's pray together. 我们一起祷告。Oh, Father in heaven, I pray that you would enable us to use our minds the way you designed. 天父啊，我们在这里祷告，求你让我们帮助我们用我们的思维是照你设计的方式去使用。Don't let us be lazy in our thinking. 不要让我们在思维上懒惰。Don't let us think that the riches of God come to us without the effort of thinking over what Paul says. 千万不要让我们这个基督的奥秘可以我们不出力的，我们是要花思维去思考使徒的话语。So free our minds from the blindness of the world. 所以把我们的思维从这个蒙蔽的世界当中解放出来。And free our hearts from the hardness of the world. 把我们的内心从世界的干硬中解放出来。Grant that we would constantly be giving the kindling of truth. To the furnace of our hearts. Let our thoughts be constantly providing truth as fuel, fanning our hearts. And so receive the flame of our affections even now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.